Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch those we love and then rip them apart. Alright, so I'm going to have an unsavory opinion this week and say that I really liked the episode. Unsavory is an interesting adjective to given, choose. Given the context of what this whole podcast is about. I'm on a different track this week. We need to have a certain amount of affection for the shows that we're watching in order to tolerate the bullshit that they put us through. So it's okay that a show can every once in a while redeem itself and do something good. Yeah, it was one of those where at the end I did one of the (gasps) moments. Did you not know this was coming? I kind of did. I did. And then once I did my rewatch, I'm like, this was totally obvious. Well, I... But I also kind of felt like, okay, now this is what I've been waiting for. Something to get me into the next episode. The tension, the suspense. I tried to avoid spoilers as much as possible, but I did know that Gabrielle had a... I did not a girlfriend so i just knew that he stuck around so i knew he was around okay i just didn't know about the girlfriend part i was aware that there was cheating involved and then once emily got rid of doug i figured that it had to have been cheating beyond what happened this episode yes it continues oh mofo I mean, that's that's what I have surmised from things that I've seen on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it as it comes. But I find this interesting because I found myself being annoyed with Gabrielle for not mentioning that he had a girlfriend. But at the same time, I'm really into Antoine, <laughs> who is having multiple affairs. Right. And Which I just, we learn, like... It's one thing for someone to cheat on their wife. Right. But then it's another for them to then cheat on their mistress with somebody else. And right. it's, yeah, it's an interesting topic and it's a predicament. And what does it mean for girlfriends? So, like, it's okay to cheat on your wife, but is it okay to cheat on your girlfriend? Does Gabrielle think that this is just fine? Also, should she feel guilty? Right. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, And that's where I'm at with this whole thing. Is there an issue here? I mean, obviously, she would feel uncomfortable because she already feels uncomfortable. I think uncomfortable. anybody would. Yeah. Given the situation Being blindsided. Well, that's... And that's the thing. I think maybe Antoine is more upfront about his lecherous behavior, whereas it felt deceitful for Gabrielle to hide this from Emily. Yeah. Like, intentionally deceitful. Maybe it hasn't come up in conversation conversation but he's been flirting with her so he's been leading her on in that way but maybe he just didn't even think that it was a big deal because he's french and apparently the french that's the thing to do don't think anything's a big deal but i also feel like her co-workers are giving her shit and it's like okay she didn't initiate any of this it's not her fault I thought that they weren't necessarily giving her shit as warning her not to fall into the shit because I think they sensed that there was something that could potentially happen there and they were trying to be helpful and say like, you know what? Do not do this. This is a bad idea. Right. Not realizing that Emily is a massive prude and would never do anything. A massive prude. And <laughs> by the very book, much which we learn, we learn her regiments, which some of them I agree with. What, are we talking about the uncut meat thing? Not the uncut meat. Because I have comments about that. <laughs> um, 
I prefer my meat cut. I'm confused as to what the actual definition of... Because I'm assuming the, the implied version is circumcised versus uncircumcised. Correct. Correct. But she didn't intend it sexually, so... She didn't, but right away knew what she meant. How often, Or though, how it could be perceived. How often are you served cut meat? Like... like Oh, in a general sense? Yeah, like yes. food. Yes, I would, yes, with actual food that you're going to consume. No, you're cutting it yourself. Right, so I, I just found that very odd that she was like, I have to I have my meat child. uncut. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The only Who thing I can think meat in front of you? was she was speaking as when she was a child, nothing could touch on her plate, everything had to be a certain way, and she didn't like her meat cut, which... That's where I could say I agree, not the meat cut part. But when I was a kid, I was very picky. And we had this full-blown discussion during dinner tonight that I was very picky. And I could not have everything. Nothing could touch. Condiments couldn't touch anything that wasn't supposed to. I... I had I had my own things, but it was primarily based on food, which is weird. Um, she was making it seem it was every aspect of her life, but... At the same time, very weird to bring the uh, uncut meat thing in. Because I would think as a child, it would be a little difficult to cut meat talking about food. Yeah, I don't, like, that that confused me because I got that it was supposed to be a sexual innuendo, but I felt like it was almost a little bit forced there because who even really thinks about that? Because you're often served meat uncut, which you then cut yourself unless you are incapable of cutting your own meat. I guess there are dishes that are served in, like, medallions. Like, like they might come pre-cut, but who objects to that? That seems kind of ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's not affecting your food in any way. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry to fixate but if we on such a okay, weird but, detail. Yeah, but if we want to just get into specifics and the innuendos, I prefer my meat cut. <laughs> I've experienced both cut and uncut meats, and I honestly don't have a preference. I, don't, I haven't. I haven't I don't experienced think it makes a difference. Uncut. So you I have an experience have not, uncut? I have not. Honestly, most of my experience was uncut, so for the longest time I like didn't know what what the cut difference. meant. <laughs> and <laughs> I think for me it was the reverse because when I'd be told differently, I would think that doesn't make sense. I've never known it differently. <laughs> right, exactly. And um yeah, so if anybody is will any takers <laughs> We would like to pop Dawn's uncut cherry. (laughs) I hate it. Let's watch it at (laughs) gmail.com. That's not what that's for, Dawn. You know what? It might blow up our email. So let's just keep it going. I I think that the so the new the new player that entered the arena this week was Randy Zimmer, this hotel chain. Manager I can't get a Hoover. good rating on him. Yeah. I can't either. Uh, he seems almost like a cut rate Antoine. Yes, <laughs> like he has the but he same has no hair personality. Yeah, but he's he doesn't have the same charisma or his sexuality. Although Sylvie seems like ready to jump his bones, and I think that's why Antoine ha- is is kind of reeling her in and it's trying a weird to pissing contest up. happening yes, because you are the miss. She's the mistress, and she knows that, and she's trying to be as professional as possible. And he's the one that's like, "Do you remember when we were here yeah, last?" There's or a lot of I flexing. Yes, there's a lot of flexing. I mean, he's not hot hiding it he's not hiding no. she is a mistress and i feel bad for her in that sense because he's putting her in a very awkward position professionally and personally and 
again, I the staff knows this. Mm-hmm. It's really just Randy that doesn't, but if he doesn't by now, he's <laughs> yeah, blind. He hasn't picked up on that. He's Although kind I find of dumb. him to be a little not in the game. Like he's yes, well, he's an American, so I, I don't think he's on the wavelength that the French contingent yeah, is on. But I mean, there's also obvious. I I also feel that given the American side and him being paired up with Emily, thanks to Camille that we'll get into, I like that he kind of doesn't fall for her antics right off the bat. Yes. Like, he's he kind of like, hi, bored. hello, great. Yeah. Yeah, he he wanted to, to get you. far, far away from her. She seemed very um, stalkerish. Yeah, needy, I would say. The fact that she knew all his she was magazine quoting, interviews. Yeah, she was quoting articles. It was articles. very weird, and I was kind of like, oh, I was uncomfortable. Yeah, she was coming across very intense, which... It's funny because you would think that that style would be okay with Americans, but she used sort of a similar style with Antoine when she first talked to him, and he ate it all up. He was a big fan of that, but this guy who's from America and should theoretically have the same sort of business... Being somewhere else, yeah. ...business mind Mm -hmm. would potentially receive that better, but he doesn't, which I found interesting. It was interesting. I liked it, though. You know what? It reminded me... So, I've discovered, or at least it's come to my attention, Emily reminds me of somebody that we work with, and it didn't occur to me until this episode and until I heard... I think I'm getting it. I heard this person interacting with one of the managing partners, and she was so unruffled in the conversation, even though negative feedback was being presented to her, and it just kind of rolled right off of her, and she had a lot of confidence in this situation. Oh, that could be one of two people for me. <laughs> it's somebody that you've been getting closer to recently. Okay, alright. I-, I was going with somebody else, but I get that, because... I wish I had her. Yes, her yes, confidence. Her confidence. It's it's not a perfect comparison because I think she possesses more self awareness than Emily does, but it's that same sort of thing where like when somebody comes at you with criticism, it literally just rolls right off you, and you just pitch another idea right, it's and come on up with to some, the next. Yeah, you just I wish roll I right had with that. it, and and it made me think of that when I was at work this week, and I was like, damn. That's, that's Emily, but that's like a more likable Emily to me. <laughs> it's a more approachable Emily, yeah. without a doubt. Grounded in reality, yeah. for sure. But yes, yeah, so I, I was divided on Emily's approach with this situation with Antoine when she butted in on the argument that Sylvie and Antoine were having. She was very quick to have the idea in order to bombard the situation. Like, I don't think I'm a horrible thinker of, like, logical oh, I'm thinker. Terrible. I'm terrible. But I can't I think can on the spot. Not on the spot. Like, if no. you, give me time. But yeah. to, for her to just walk in, notice a monkey wrench thrown into a situation and have a solution. And put it together with something that happened to her that morning. This random conversation with this random woman she saw at a at a florist. Like I wouldn't put booth. two I yeah. wouldn't put these two together no. ever. And she was taking a huge risk because she didn't even know that Randy Zimmer was going to be interested in this business proposal. She hadn't even talked to him about it yet. Meanwhile, she was presenting the idea as if she had talked to him and he was receptive to the and idea. Knowing you are 
the odd man out in this situation. So you're going to put yourself in without any background as to where you're coming from, just to make metaphorically mom and dad happy, because that's what you're trying to do. Yet, you're not in a good place Mm -hmm. with these people. I mean, collectively. Antoine, she's in a good place with. But at the same time, in a collective sense, you're the negative space. You're fucking shit up. And then to just throw yourself in with a solution, like you said, that she went from, what, within a half hour? Barely, if that. She, like, just walked in the door. So we we don't even really know. It was not that long ago that she had talked to Camille about the the And were those flowers the same flowers? What do you mean the same flowers? That she gave to then Sylvie? Yeah. So she she was perfectly dressed. Yeah. Went home, changed... Did she change outfits? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The beginning. Okay, so we open up. Oh. Let's let's go back. We okay. open up. She's at the the cart with all the flowers, gorgeous flowers. Yeah. She's in a ponytail, the pink, very nice overcoat. Okay. And all that fun stuff, and she's getting shit from the flower person, which I don't blame her because I love when she gets shit from people. Yeah. Because it's like stop trying Deservedly to act like you know so. your shit. And then. This beautiful blonde walks in, knowing English with a great accent, though, mm-hmm. her French accent, and she helps her out. And one of the things that annoys me is how people cling to Emily. Right. With this, like, oh, you're American and you're so cute and I'm going to help you. Like, eh, it's not that easy, but whatever. Um, I'll get into that in my writer's room. Oh, excited. My writer's room. But... As soon as you see a new person interact with Emily, I take my our Riverdale theory, and it's this person's coming back. Yeah, this person's going to come Got back. A reason to us for this, and invites her to her gallery where Randy Zimmer is going to be there, and all this fun stuff. And then she goes about, gets her flowers, does her Instagram post, which Ugh, drives me fucking bonkers. I hate her content. I hate, I hate her content. And then her hashtag for that in particular was Everything's Coming Up Roses. Yes. And I immediately started singing the song that I sang for chorus in like oh, no. fifth grade. <laughs> so again, my memory, I have a very weird one, but I just, uh, I'm like, no, this is awful. Uh-huh. Between that and from Singing in the Rain, I don't know. If mm-hmm. I've seen, okay, yes, of so course, when they the do classic. Moses, suppose this is Chosen of Roses. I <laughs> anytime roses come up as a main subject, I recite that. Anyway, okay. So she was in the pony pink jacket, and then she goes to work. Her hair is down, curled. She's got that like green sparkly jacket on with the uh, with the scarf and the Chanel green bag. Oh wow, I am not very observant of Emily's outfits, but I wasn't. And until we talked about point A to point B, and I'm like, but there was a major outfit change. Wardrobe change, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, she maybe it was a different day. It just made sense to me. Because the flowers they, were still wrapped. They, yeah, they were still in the paper. So you would think that if she was holding them until the next day, she would probably put them in a vase or something. And that's where my question came up. And that's why we just spent 10 minutes on that. <laughs> Talking about various things, singing in the rain. <laughs> But Dawn's no, chorus experience, my chorus in experience. <laughs> but no, that's that's why I brought it up because I was confused about the flowers. Okay, yeah, I believe that those. I don't. I don't know why she bought them. I don't know if she bought them with the intention. I she bought them for herself of giving them to Sylvie. I don't think so. Okay, well, and then she just like ad libbed and was like, "Here, you need these more than I do." Which kind again of thing. brings me to my whole thing: different outfit, different day. 
why do you have flowers at work? And then you're just going to throw them on her desk in order to make the whole thing more believable. Yeah. Because it was a last minute It's actually pretty wild how how she flies by the seat of her pants in so many situations. Hate it. Hate it. Again, part of my rewriter's room. Yeah, I mean, it just, it gives me a lot of anxiety as somebody who is a planner mm-hmm. to think about just taking all of these leaps without knowing that any of it's going to work out, including like the dinner reservation situation, which made me very uncomfortable, but also reminded me of The Devil Wears Prada uh-huh. with the Harry Potter book that assignment. Was, that was one of my favorite scenes ever, because how does that happen? I love that scene. I I mean, Devil Wears Prada is one of my favorite movies probably ever, but I think that that would have caused me more anxiety than anything else she's had to do so far, just because the task was intended to see her fail, and she knew that. And she did kind of fail. <laughs> she didn't get the, the reservation the at best, the restaurant. I, I absolutely loved that host. Absolutely loved his clapback of, oh, so we'll see you on November 8th. Yes. And I was like, fuck Well, yes. that reminded me of Schitt's Creek when Alexis books her flight for the wrong yeah. month to the Galapagos. Yeah. <laughs> that was, but like, I love that. And she's like, you changed the date. He's like, no, you changed the Yeah. <laughs> Like, actually, you know do where this you wrong. are, yeah. and that's how this is. And that made me laugh so hard because I was like, how is she going to fucking come back from this? I know. And you knew she had to. I think that's one of my problems with this show is that she always manages to bounce back. Whereas in like real life, you would just... You're down 10 you would pegs be fucked. for a while. Yeah, you would be so fucked. And, and she's just like, well, I'll just call my hunky downstairs roommate and force that. him to open his restaurant later than normal. Not even that. Oh, we have reservations now for the opening of the fucking hotel. How perfect did that fall into her now, lap? Does that line up directly yes. with the opening of the hotel? Yes. He yeah. said November. Right. Oh, so Randy Zimmer said November? Randy Zimmer said November. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. I really hate that. that so that as soon as I heard so November 8th, and then when she said, great news, we have reservations for the opening. I'm like, okay. you motherfucker. I was wondering how she was going to spin that because mm-hmm. when she did say good news and great news, I'm like, what, what? where is the good news in this? Like, you literally fucked up. But okay. Nothing works out that perfectly for normal people. So it's just very annoying to watch it work out for somebody like Emily. I wanted to see more of Mindy in this episode. Okay. She was there for the art gallery and... In full snakeskin. In full snakeskin. She looked fabulous. She did look fabulous. And she was serving knowledge as well. She was just like really... She's the perfect sidekick. She comes out with things that I would be saying. So I'm just so obsessed with her and I hate that we're not seeing more of her at this point. Well, just wait for it. For your birthday, I'm going to get you a full (laughs) snakeskin. Outfit, and you can serve me up fucking oh shit we're gonna go to paris <laughs> honestly because i liked that green jacket that emily was wearing so i'll be emily if you want oh my god we're even gonna though cosplay. i don't agree with everything that she does <laughs> we're gonna cosplay emily and mindy and oh god it's gonna be fun although emily was wearing those purple boots i i got her combination but i didn't i did not like it i didn't like it i liked things separate from what they were yeah i didn't like i it. loved the jacket was not a fan i loved the jacket get rid of all everything purple <laughs> okay so when we go out i'm gonna be wearing full snake skin and you'll be wearing a jacket and nothing else no <laughs> i'll just match it a little bit okay maybe black all black with the green jacket nice 
The scarf was like pink was, fuchsia. Okay. She was wearing a scarf at another point. What did it say? No, it, I don't know what it said, but it had E and then L. Yes. Because at first I thought it was E for Emily, Emily, and I was like, fuck this shit. Me too, and I <laughs> thought it said no her way. name. <laughs> I thought it said her name, and then I'm like, no, it's just E-L. But it was like a pink, pinkish yes. purple scarf. The green jacket. I don't know what the undershirt was, but the skirt was purple pink. And then the boots. So it was... It was Barney. Yeah, and then, I was so mad at that scarf and when I thought it was E for Emily. And then I saw the L and I was like, I don't know what to make of this it's now. It's so drastic, the fashion. But to an extent, some of it I would definitely... Like, I would wear the full snakeskin. I would, Only yeah, because it matches. elements. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. It matches. I can't do the weird, crazy Color, mix and matches. Patterns, yeah. No, I can't do that. Um, some of Emily's stuff I would wear, like some of the dresses with the funky belts, I would do that. But I just want that green jacket. I stared at it a lot. Okay. Well, maybe we can find it for you. It's probably only like $700. Oh, God. I can't afford to go to my cousin's (laughs) wedding, so I'm not getting that jacket. But imagine if you could wear that jacket to your cousin's wedding. Oh, April in Florida. I don't know. That would be the day. (laughs) Just bless the AC. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you're going to spend that much money on a leather jacket you wear it anywhere you fucking everywhere can. yeah oh i would and that's exactly to what work every single day <laughs> that would be my go-to jacket something i thought was odd going back to randy zimmer real quick when emily first meets him and she says i'm such a big fan again he's a he he hotel has hotels mogul. yeah so like what you're a fan of his hotel Tells. which we gather from her memorization of every article it's a weird fucking thing to say like oh my god i'm such a big fan of your hotel <laughs> and i know she was trying to insert herself into his but that's creepy that's super it was weird. weird i didn't think it was creepy i thought it was weird to have anybody but even his re- i think because of his reaction i found it creepy because yeah he, he was seemed... like you memorized my yeah articles. he didn't think like, that it that was... was like a go-getter kind of thing he thought that that was very strange i think uh, the go-getter thing would have been something more personal that they would have in common that she could interject in the conversation for him to be like oh she knows me but to quote articles from a paper anybody could fucking do that right it seems a little desperate to like to the point where you're trying to show how much you know about somebody. You know, if you could find a natural way to slip that into conversation, then it's probably a little bit more organic and just feels more natural. But she was just kind of spitting facts at him. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, okay. Great, thanks. I know this. I said it. It was weird. Yeah, it, it was an odd encounter. And I just, I didn't know how to feel about Randy the whole time. I wasn't I was uncomfortable every time he was involved because I couldn't tell if he was going to fuck them over or, I mean, obviously Sylvie was trying to, like, jockey favor with him to piss off Antoine, and then I didn't know if that was going to piss off Antoine. I was just very uncomfortable. I was, like, on edge the whole time being like, something's going to happen. I think that was good, though, because finally somebody's not super obvious in this show. And it was was a good... Yeah, it was a good change of pace where you really did not know where it was going. And I think actor-wise, that was a good choice. And he gives that vibe of like this, not nervousness, but this uncertainty all the time behind the eyes where you're watching him and it's like he's saying one thing, but you know that's not where it's going. Right, you just don't know what their motives are. And it's okay, you're really good at kind of deflecting where you're going with what you're saying versus what you're looking at. Like, 
how you're acting it out. It was yeah. It was we good. don't I know exactly mis- what she. I like the mystery between behind it all. One of the scenes that like got me a little hot under the collar mm. was when Emily and Antoine were talking about the La Perla gift and why he gave it to her. And Emily's like, oh, you misunderstand. Like, I don't accept lingerie from clients. And was like, oh, like, you silly girl. Like, this was for you. Like, I wanted you to feel sexy and powerful. And I was just like, I feel sexy and powerful and I didn't even receive lingerie from you. <laughs> no, I just like looking at you at my TV. But um, I agree. I think the one that really got me hot and heavy, though, was after the dinner with everyone and it's agreed upon that they made the deal they made the deal thanks to emily because you know everything goes in our favor everything's thanks to emily and um they're all leaving and sylvie basically tells her we're gonna go get drinks you basically should go fuck that guy right now (laughs) that's what she said that's real talk that's real talk and emily goes back and they have a very nice makeout session and i'm like yes this is what's supposed to happen i'm and he he was into it and i was sure. like oh this is great but and not just enough it was like you know a nice little tease and um she goes to leave because obviously it's a tease she she did it on purpose she wants to be followed which is not gonna happen yeah okay <laughs> i don't i don't know that i would have left after that really yeah i would have done the tease I don't know that I could have. I think I would have needed to know immediately what the reaction to that would have been. I think it would have killed me. Knowing we live in the same building and I was going home and he was going home after that, you know where I live. Like, I think that's (laughs) that's where I would have been. Like, that's where my anticipation lies. Sure, but I think then, like, waiting for that knock on your door to know if he wanted to follow up on that or if he was just then okay with horny it being as fuck and you just take care of yourself and you're good to go. <laughs> but like, her vibrator shuts down the electricity in the building. You can't rely on that. You have a hand. <laughs> I can't, like, at that point, that's what's revving me up. That anticipate. That's that's where the horniness lies. Is in the, the anticipation In the wing, yeah, yeah. Okay. So while her horniness is intact... Camille comes up the road and we find out, dun dun dun, she's Gabriel's girlfriend. Womp womp. Which we knew she'd come back. Yeah. She'd come back somehow. I wasn't expecting this though. Weirdly. It's an obvious choice, but I wasn't expecting it. I thought she was just going to be another friend of Emily's in Paris. I think this is very interesting since I kind of saw it coming because I had sort of seen things that led me to believe right, that right. he was in a relationship. I so did not. It's funny to have your perspective on it not seeing that coming at all. No, I thought it was going to be like another Mindy. Like we were just going to have another friend that was had some type of connection in a way. Like she connected her to Randy. So, okay, we're good. That's who it is. But no. And then I was off put because that's obviously the end of the episode. So I was taken aback at his reaction to them making... Like he, again, a normal dude is not going to push a person away, I guess. (laughs) Oh, well. Sorry, (laughs) I've dealt with certain situations where I'm not being pushed away i could tell my most embarrassing story on the air if we want (gasps) on the air yeah 
This I'm is about literally to hear the it. most embarrassing. Movie. Well, I mean, the short version is that I I had a crush on this guy in college all semester long, and like nothing was happening. So before we were ready to go home for Christmas break, um, I was like, I need to do something. I just need to like put this in motion and see if there's anything there. So I literally went to his room with the intent of like, I'm gonna kiss this guy and see what the fuck happens here. And he pushed me away. <gasps> And I've never gotten over it, to be honest. (laughs) I wouldn't either. (laughs) It was humiliating. It was so embarrassing. And I was like, seriously, you couldn't have just kissed me and then been like, you know what? I don't think this is a good idea. Like, at least let me kiss you. (laughs) So, yes, there are men who will push you away. (laughs) I don't know if I should say fortunately or unfortunately that has not happened to me. (laughs) Say fortunately, because it was so humiliating. No, I just get fucked in the end because they're married or taken or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, but it's, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't know. He just really fed into it. Yeah, well, I just want to say, like, he could have pushed her he away. There are men out away. there yeah, who will could've... do that. Who will do that? But what I, I... I feel like it was a good opportunity to push her away because he's at work technically like yeah this is not the place like give her some type of or if he wasn't sure if it was heading in that direction now that she's kissed him and made it clear that she's sexually interested he in him he kind of hinted it a little oh, during totally the peanut did. butter totally situation did. yes the peanut butter situation sorry i'm really annoyed can we we can spend 15 minutes on this let's but. talk about the peanut butter i know you want to i do First of all, she shipped a lot of peanut butter to herself. It's a year's supply of peanut butter. And secondly, would all peanut butter jars, all of them, explode like that? Well, okay, I was under the impression that just one of them exploded. But honestly, even it for, made one, it even for like... one to explode, like, they're not under pressure. Like, they're not packaged under pressure. <laughs> so, like, maybe if one got Right, crushed, aren't they considered a, um non-perishable um, oh yes yes a non-perishable yeah yeah so i would think it, it's decent in it's not certain... going to explode no it explode. i mean it's one thing like oh if it got a little hot or if it got crushed or something like maybe right, but one... i mean it visualized explosion yeah over right. everything i wouldn't think so and she made it seem that all the jars were it re- reminds me of that episode of friends when ross um when, well when everybody comes back from barbados and <laughs> ross's shampoo exploded all over oh his my God. suitcase <laughs> why do bad things happen to good people <laughs> <laughs> that's what i figured emily was thinking in that moment but yes it was a big peanut butter explosion given that it's peanut butter and it was odd to me that his solution to peanut butter was an omelet Yes! Peanut butter and omelets are not interchangeable. It's not going to make her feel better. Right. And when, when she tasted good. Yeah, when he was like, oh, so like, I made you forget all about peanut butter. And she's like, yeah, well, who's peanut butter? And it was just like, no, I'm sorry. Peanut butter is still a valid consumable. And I would not trade. It's a, it's a preferred taste. And the fact that she literally had a box full of peanut butter that's gone. And you think one omelet one is omelet. going to change that. I don't that. care how good that omelet is. And I honestly, don't care how you don't clean your pants. It didn't look 
that good of an <laughs> it omelet. Didn't. It wasn't. It was like, eggs and cheese. Maybe like it didn't even have anything in it. Like like uh, maybe like some peppers. Pepper. Maybe some pepper. I know you don't like onions, but like onions for me. I don't maybe like a little either. bit of bacon or uh, bacon would have been great. Yeah, ham. Something something a little bit you know interesting. No, it was like just a cheese your omelet. Hand, your hand gestures during that was fantastic. <laughs> I'm getting really worked I wish, up. I wish people could have seen. I wish it was a visual medium. The ham. <laughs> The ham hand signal, but um, anyway, <laughs> that I'm made sorry. my night. Yeah, omelets and peanut butter are not. No, they're complete opposite. It's Taste not buds, an even trade. It's not even. No, it's not even. And wait, but before we move on from this, if you had to choose between peanut butter omelets for the rest of your life, peanut butter. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page yeah, there. No, I mean, if we're going for taste and you just wanting savoriness, yeah. I want peanut butter. And also, you could do a fairly simple, like, scrambled egg hash. That would be very similar yeah, to Yeah, I don't an need omelet. a fucking omelet. Yeah, if you ever tried to make an omelet, they're really hard to flip. So. No, I'd rather just have a hard-boiled <laughs> Most egg, Most of honestly. my omelets turn into scrambled eggs, so... <laughs> Yeah, no. Maybe that's part of my beef. Just give me a hard-boiled egg and I'm good to go. (laughs) Okay. Let's go to the rewriter's room. (gasps) Can that please be our our, uh... jingle? No, we already have music for it, so... I um, know. And it's not that. (laughs) Anything you can do, we can do better. Welcome to the rewriter's room. Basically, I mean, I've... I just wish we could make things a little more difficult for her mm-hmm. because I really hate we're now into episode four and everything comes so easy to things her. Things just happen for her. They fall into <laughs> her lap or she gets into a situation and it's just so easily fixed and I don't like it because it's not realistic and the situations she's in are... But the solutions aren't, and I don't like that, and that really bothers me to a certain extent. Yeah, it's frustrating, and I think we talked about this early, maybe in the first episode or the second episode, where you do kind of want to watch somebody who's living their life better than you are, because you want to aspire to that or at least imagine that you could live a life like that you know you don't want to watch someone live your actual shitty life Mm -hmm. but you don't want to see somebody living a perfect life because that is not good either you you don't relate to that person you can't see yourself in that person i don't see any of myself in emily to be honest because the way that she bounces back from these situations so unharmed so unfazed by any she's not negativity stressed at all no like, what is that feeling i don't know what that i don't is. know and and i think there are so few people who feel that way it just baffles me that that's a possibility right out there. that that's yeah. a lifestyle that people enjoy so uh, it's it's still inaccessible to me emily's life and and what she's doing with it right i did have another okay we get a quote from sylvie at the end of the night that says the best relationships are complicated ones oh sylvie Oh, silly. And that struck a chord because mm-hmm. I I agree Ugh. given situations I'm in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I did not like the immediate reciprocation of her quote to happen and unravel. Like, she says this quote and no sooner does she say it, we turn around and oh, Camille is Gabriel's girlfriend. Like, 
Really? Right. I didn't want it to be such a quick turnaround. I right. wanted I wanted to work for it a little bit. The complication to announce itself later. Yeah. yeah. It was just too... It was fed to us. Convenient, yeah. And I didn't like that. I wish we... It was a little drawn out. It was a little make us work for it. Make us guess a little. Throw us a curveball here and there. And then we get to what that meant. Yeah. I also... I don't like the glamorization of complicated relationships. I don't necessarily think that relationships have to always be easy and simple, but to make it seem like it's a good idea to always pursue things that have lots of obstacles, I don't necessarily think that's a great message to be projecting. No. Because on some level, relationships should be easy. There should be a good reason. You should want to be there. Yeah, why you're invested in it. And this is the reason why I think I stayed in a lot of relationships that were not good for me. Because I was raised, or at least I grew up believing that if you just put in a lot of hard work and and really like devoted yourself to a relationship, things would work out. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. You just burn your candle at both ends and nothing comes from it. So I don't think complicated relationships are always a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was a good I- a good thing for the show to imply that that was the case. The only rewriter's room comment that I have for this particular episode is, is super minor, but it has to do with Sylvie's little monologue at the end of this episode to Emily. She's going on and on and she congratulates Emily on a good job and says like, you actually like did something positive here and like thanks for saving my ass basically and then emily is like i really hope we can work together more in the future and we're in this together and i really want this like us both to win just fucking say thank you so i could change if i could change anything about this episode it would just be for emily to say Thank you, Sylvie. I appreciate that. Why does that to be over? Why do you need to be reinforcing everything you've said about teamwork? And just just take the compliment, take the win, and walk away with grace. Yeah, it's always (laughs) overly... She seems so desperate for Sylvie's approval. And actually, that was something that Mindy had said earlier. And she was like, why do you care what Sylvie thinks? And I wrote I wrote on my notes, I was like, yes, Mindy, why? Because that's what I mean. Unless why? there is a side of her that's like, huh, Antoine. Unless it has something to do with Antoine. What, you think Emily wants to get with Antoine? I want to get with Antoine. I want to get with Antoine. But I don't think Emily has my instincts. <laughs> She likes the container store. Right. <laughs> the container. That was a great line, too. And then he's like, oh, so not in your box? And I was like, oh, hello, sir. You, you can, can come, come in, in my, my box. box. <laughs> There's enough room for two in on- my box. <laughs> Absolutely. And on that note, I think we should do our French word of the day. Yes, please teach us French. All right. I got a good one. T- I got a good one tonight because okay. I feel like it's funny but it also kind of fits with the theme of the show okay it's not gonna okay just give me a second okay i didn't really rehearse it oh well okay it sounds a lot like something else american okay it's the suspense is killing me hullabaloo hullabaloo yes like hullabaloo but hullabaloo okay which means an eccentric person Oh. And I think that kind of fits the bill with a decent <laughs> amount of people we dealt with this evening. Yeah, a hula baloo. Hula baloo. Hula baloo. Wait, can you remind me what the umbrella one was? Because I really... Can I? I don't know. 
sorry, sorry. Parapluie. 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 Okay. That was umbrella. one of my. That I think that's my favorite that we've done so far. So, and I was thinking the other really day about like what Pamplemousse? it was. I liked Pamplemousse, and actually that one. Parapluie was, is more of a. You can use it. It was on, particularly. Every day. It was particularly relevant today because it was fucking pouring down it rain. It was pouring. I, sh- I should have went more. I'm gonna try going forward to fit more of the theme of the show or atmosphere. <laughs> Okay. But I, I don't think you should strain yourself too much because no, but I, I'm trying to find things that aren't just common. I, I may give a I may give like a sentence or a phrase at some point. Mm, I'm so has, excited. That has hit me. We in have a, six in a way. more episodes, so we, we have do. six more opportunities. And then season two is gonna come and we're gonna have season two. Yeah, 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 yeah. We still need to talk about that. <laughs> oh well, I guess we'll until then can see. Au revoir. I thought we weren't using our voice. We're not. I just <laughs> What I, was the word you just taught us? Hula <laughs> 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 Okay, bye. <laughs>